guys. Welcome to Wander with Tay and Lex. We're excited. This is podcast number two. Yeah, and it's already evolved. We've already, it's just gone through already a stage. We were just talking about how we literally planned this last night, the night before last, the night before last, and it wouldn't even, we didn't even plan it. We're like, dude, let's make a podcast. So we made a podcast, like we explained what we obviously talked about in the last podcast, but we were just talking just now, like, you know, most people plan this for months and months (laughs) and they create their social media and they build momentum and we were like, no, bam, we just five minutes ago made an Instagram and we're like, like, follow us. Honestly, like here our heart, our heart is not like, oh, we're just doing this because whatever, we just want a podcast. Like our heart is like, this is, I guess this is our, this has always been our heart is what I'm trying to say is like, we've, we've always had girls come over to the house. We've always invested in them with the Bible and like with everything that's going on, we could host a zoom meeting, but it's like, we could also do a podcast where like everyone can be reached, you know, every single person. And I think a lot of times I was even saying this when we were like making content and I was like, what's crazy to me is so many people like sit in fear or Mm -hmm. in like shame or like whatever it may be where they're just like oh like perfectionistic and like I don't know like it just has to be the right time and like I'll put this out or I'll start this thing like whenever it feels right or when I feel like I'm ready and it's like that is the person that's never gonna do it right like you're never going to accomplish that if you don't just step out and do it it doesn't have to be perfect and like for us like we didn't launch it until I was like I want this this and this and then I feel comfortable putting Mm -hmm. it out there and then we did that so that's why it's so fast it's because we're both the type of people that three hour period exactly like (laughs) we make a decision and then we're like bam there it is you know so what I'm trying to say is if there's something in your heart, whatever dream it might be, to put out an album, to put out a podcast, to paint for the first time, I don't care what it is. It could be a small dream or a big dream. Just take one step. Take one small step towards it or take one giant leap like we did in a matter of three days. Some people could call that like erratic or spontaneous or sporadic. Or I just chalk it up to being we make a decision And we get it done. And we do it. And we don't half-heart it. Like, we don't just do it a little bit and we're like, eh, whatever. Like, no, we're in it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think whatever it is, put your whole heart into it. And don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Go start that thing. Do it right now. After this podcast. And just the feeling after you start it. It's just so exciting. It's like a deep breath. Yeah, you're like, like, wow, we actually, like, I cannot believe we actually did it. And now it's, like, seeing everything and how people are reacting to it. Like, they're excited. And like then that makes me excited. Comments, you know? like, I'm so excited for this. And a lot of people that have followed us, a lot of girls that have followed us, um, were part of our group, but we haven't been able to do it because of mm-hmm. this whole thing. So it's, like, yeah, it's just another way to connect. And there were so many times where we would film a, a video on YouTube, and it would get really deep. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to cut that out of the video because it was, like our content was so upbeat and happy and energetic and energetic and like people came to it for fun. Mm -hmm. So then when we would talk about something deep like this, it felt off. And so even when Trevor would watch the videos back before I posted them, he would say, Hey, this is a little too deep right here. Like I kind of got lost in like where everything was going. And even with YouTube, it's like, that's a lot of work. It's not just 
like this is pretty simple you know like Lexi listens back she cuts it up and edits out the parts that are necessary and that's a lot more simple than, oh, yeah. than editing a video recording trust me. a video editing a video yeah like we have like five videos that we just have I haven't edited because Literally. I have no time to edit them and so this is a lot simpler for us so you may be asking like why did they start a podcast and that's one of the reasons that's what led us here today too it is time for Bops and Flops. Yes. I just love it. Bops it's and so flops. fun. Okay, I went first last time, so you can go first this time. Oh my time. gosh, I was not prepared. Okay, I think <laughs> I'm going to start. That's why I said that you can go first. Flops. Flops. I honestly think my flop was this morning, not because of anything crazy, but literally I just woke up and felt like garbage. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I opened at the coffee shop, and so I had to be there at 4.15 in the morning, which is we talked about it last time. Like, I'm not a morning person, so it's a struggle. And then right after I got off my shift, we immediately, like, I came home, changed, worked on some graphic stuff, and then we went to the church. And then I did another couple hours there, and we didn't get home until, like, 1030. Mm-mm. So it's, like, that's a full, and got home full day. And, like, I just started my day at, like... <laughs> Eight o'clock at night, and I was like, yeah. "We're ready to party. Let's do this, guys. Let's watch Netflix." And I was like, "Lexi," like, she's like passing out in my bed, and I'm just poking her. I was like, "I'm awake. I don't think I went to bed." Like that's till- not an over exaggeration. That's literally what was happening. <laughs> I think and she was like, "Spend time with me." I know. I was like, and I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm here. Like, I um ended up going to bed at three a.m. Yeah, I went to bed immediately. So bad. I went to bed at probably eleven o'clock, and I just <laughs> knocked the heck out. I was gone. And so I waited that, all day. I sat I in my bed all day and was like, and as soon as they got home, my word for word was, my buddies are home. Yep. And she just wanted to go to bed. I was like, hi, Lexi. <laughs> I'm so glad to be home. So for me, that was my flop was this morning because I woke up and I was just exhausted. Like to the fullest extent, just like, oh my gosh, I had a headache, my eyes hurt, like, I just was not feeling it, Mm -hmm. like, in any sense, and then my bop was probably, ooh, there's a lot of bops in, like, the past two days. (laughs) Like, for me, yesterday, because we filmed our Easter service, because we're not able to, obviously, be in our building for church because of COVID, and so we filmed it yesterday, and there was something about that service, like, I know this is Saturday that you're listening to this, or could be after or before, who knows? Not before, but because <laughs> that's what we're posing. Anyway, so you could be listening to this before Easter, after Easter, and either way, that service is going to be so powerful. Like, I'm telling you, I was, like, crying, playing the keys. I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's so good. And so, for me, a bop was just that whole service, and even Pastor Dave's message was phenomenal like I was sitting in the front row like holy crap like this is amazing and then another bop would probably just be today like being able to post everything and see it all come to life and stuff like that was awesome photo shoot and then we did a fun little photo shoot so that was a huge bop for me like we just had such a good time and yeah those pictures are on our instagram which is at wonder with tay and lex so be sure to go follow that account because we're going to be posting a lot of like behind the scenes and like goofy things we're doing and just you know like even where we record this podcast and like just the general vibe of where we're at like it's just so cool so it'll help you have a better understanding of what environment we're in you know so you can pretend you're there with us mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what are yours, Lexi? My bops and flops. We're starting with flops. <laughs> oh, boy. My flops. 
I think, honestly, like, yesterday I had a hard day, just emotionally, and some of it stemmed from my grandpa, which we'll be talking about in the last podcast, but I think most of it is it finally, like, seeped in of, like, now is the time that, like, I would normally surround myself with tons of people, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I distract myself from, like, the pain of losing someone or losing something in my life, Yeah. and so it was, like, I was sitting here by myself for, like, 14 hours, and I was, like... (laughs) not an exaggeration (laughs) and I was like man like I normally would be around people like and it sucks and I'm just by myself and I have no choice but to be by myself and I um and I was like I need encouragement and most people are too afraid to ask for encouragement Mm -hmm. but I was like I feel weird doing this but I'm gonna post it on my Instagram and I post on my Instagram like hey guys I'm struggling I need encouragement like pray for me and to me normally I'd be like no I'm not gonna like ask for attention but like it wasn't I emotionally like I needed people and like normally I would reach out to people and be like hey can we hang out but it was like I was like hey I need encouragement because obviously we can't hang out and then like God kind of like revealed to me because I just spent a lot of time in prayer after I posted that um just because I knew like people were seeing it and people were responding like that they're praying for me so it's like I knew people were praying for me so I wanted to be in agreement with that and he just kind of like revealed to me that like you don't need people around you. Like, I wanted the people around me. Like, that's my love language to be around people. But, like, his word is enough. His bread is enough Mm. to fill me. And so I spent, like, a whole bunch of time in his word and just prayer and just worship. And, like, after that, I was, like, great. I'm ready to go again. And, like, I was, like, you know what? Like, it's so true. And, like, although I still love people and, like, I still, like, took all that encouragement and, like, every single person that reached out to me and DM'd me and, um, mm. I shared some of the things on my story, just, like, random questions people asked me. But, I mean, there was more than, like, those five. It was, there were so many people. I mean, people I've never even met that I met through, like, <laughs> a little group chat on yeah. Facebook or on Instagram, like, a Bible study group chat. People from, like, the UK that were, like, hey, like... They asked me questions, but in a separate, like, response, they were like, hey, I'm, like, really praying for you. Like, I, like, mm-hmm. and, like, it inspires me that you reached out in a way. Like, there were so many people that were like, you reached out, you reaching out inspired me to be more vulnerable. And, like, that hit so me. Like, good. me reaching out, like, people saw, like, it's okay to ask for help, you know? And so, it was like a flop, but it turned into a bop, because it was like, it just, it inspired me that I was inspiring people to ask for help and it inspired me to ask for help because I never ask for help because I'm a two I'm the helper like you know yeah and I think you opened the door like for other people to see like you were just saying like to be vulnerable that Mm -hmm. it's okay to show hey I'm not okay right now right and And like before we all feel that way right we've all felt that way before mm -hmm. and before I posted that story it was like so many stories of like my life looked perfect Mm -hmm. but then that story hit and I was like I'm not okay yeah and then after that, yeah. everyone just boosted me up. And it just showed that, like, we're all a family. I haven't even met half the people that sent me encouragement in, like, their family. Mm-hmm. You know? I love so that. So it was just so cool. And it's so true. With social media, it's super easy to put that out and put that front up that says, I'm good. Everything's right. okay. <laughs> and that's what I was doing. I was, like, struggling inside I and, like, dying. And I was like, I'm Bible. good. And, like, I posted a picture of the cat. She's so cute. And I'm like, my life's great. And I was like, no. I'm freaking dying on the inside yeah. right now. But my bop... It led into a bop. Like, it was a really good thing. But, like, my bop would be, like, yesterday and today. Because, honestly, after that moment I had of, like, just surrendering to him, I just, like, obviously, like, my spirit, I was just, was uplifted. Hmm. And I, just, I had a good day after that. I, like, finished editing the podcast. I watched a whole bunch of YouTube. And then um, today with, like, us just, like, pressing forward, I woke up at 8 in the morning. I don't know how I did it. 3 a.m. to 8 a.m. 
I normally, it takes me 10 alarms to wake up. I'm, like, being pulled out of bed. Trevor's telling me to shut off my alarm. And then David calls me. He's like, hey, time to wake up. And you're like, no. And I'm like, no. But then I get up. I just, I don't know, I love waking up to that FaceTime. But, like, I woke up at 8 a.m. Like, my alarm went off and I got right out of bed. I made some coffee, got ready. And it was like, then we all just had such a productive, happy day. And then the photo shoot and it was fun and... It was all spontaneous, too. It was just, it was so, that's it. Like, my bop was, like, today was spontaneous. You know? Yeah. I loved it. So, yeah. Um, we were just kind of thinking about, man, what do we want to talk about for this podcast? And right now, it's April 9th, and it's a Thursday. So, that means tomorrow is Good Friday. And with everything that's going on, and, like, with COVID and all of this craziness, I was just, like, talking to Lexi how, like, I feel... All of us, wherever we are, everyone on the globe is just in this in-between. And I think a great example of that is that Saturday between when Jesus was crucified and the Sunday when he rose. That one day where people had no idea if he was actually going to rise or not. There was so much doubt. and So much doubt. I can't even imagine that level of grief. Like Like Mary Magdalene. Like she just walking up to that tomb and seeing it empty right that whole time she just kept saying someone took my god's body yeah someone took his body where's his body i don't know where my god's body is. like that doubt even though jesus (laughs) said from his mouth i I will will rise rise. it's that that saturday that in-between moment of like is he gonna be back like my savior is dead like if you imagine that moment like right now whether you know god or not if you do you know that relationship you have with him and to imagine that death like i can't even pro i can't even I, begin to process that try to put my feet my, right in their feet i what i feel is what i just felt two days ago of mm. like i was pulling into my mom's driveway and I was like, he's gone. We can't look for him anywhere. Like, my right. grandpa. Like, we can't look for him anywhere. Like, he's mm-hmm. gone. And so to put my feet my feet in their shoes, like, they they watched him die. Like, right. he's gone. They can't find... They couldn't find him anywhere because they were doubting mm-hmm. the words that came out of his mouth of, I will right. be here. Like, I, right. you know, I will rise. But um, it's just... I just can feel that, like, they just... You can't search. You have no... You're just stuck. You're not and And lost and and confused and and just... Because it even says in the Bible that all of the disciples left him. mm -hmm. When he was being crucified, they left. And so it's it's even when he was being crucified, they knew it was coming. But it's still that moment of, that is my Jesus. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to watch that happen. Even reading it is hard for me. Even watching the Passion of Christ. I'm like, I can't even bear it sometimes. Because it's like... When you think about them as real human beings, like mm-hmm. especially Jesus, like he was a like he is a real person that walked on the earth, did all of these miracles, all of these people that he saved and showed them grace and mercy and miracles are the ones putting nails in his wrists. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't even begin to process that, you know? And so that Saturday in between, like, when he was crucified and when he rose, I really wanted to just kind of look at it from that angle of what happened on Friday and then what happened on that Sunday. 
and we both read um, in different gospels. So I read in the Matthew. <laughs> I've read in the Matthew. I read in the book of Matthew because, like, we know I love the book of Matthew. And then she read in John because I think that's what you said was I your favorite love, I depiction love, of it. Yeah, I love John's depiction of it. I love the book of John. Um, they always say to start in John too. Yeah, when it's you're really easy. Your Bible, and that's where I started, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's why I like. It's super easy to process book. it, and right. it tells it so it well. Just, Right, and there's so much detail into mm-hmm. how they explain ev- they explain every detail of how they like twisted the crown of thorns. Like it's just they explain like that pain yeah. and like the agony, but his love also, and mm. just how it just yeah. I just feel like it's so broken it's down. So good. So like I don't even know how we're gonna begin this, but <laughs> but it's like we just encourage you right now. Read read this part of the gospel in whatever book you feel fit, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, mm-hmm. and look it up. So in Matthew, I'm beginning it with chapter 26, and then you and John, when did you start it? I mean, I started in John 18 and then went all the way to 21. Yeah, um, I read 26 to the end, which is 28. Okay, so I started where Jesus was arrested. Yeah, and I began uh, when Judas was planning on killing Jesus. But in Matthew 26, verse 14, it talks about how Judas went to a chief priest and said, what will you give to me if I deliver Jesus to you? Like, mm-hmm. if I betray him? And they said, oh, 30 pieces of silver. And I was like, how much money is that, actually? And it's only $600. So when you put that in perspective, I mean, you're telling me that a disciple of Jesus, one of the 12 that was by his side seeing these miracles betrayed him for only $600 but that's how twisted like he was and how deep that was in him to betray him and it, I that blew me away when I looked it up I was like holy cow and I just want to point out with Judas like Jesus knew from day one yes. that Judas was yes. going to betray him but his love for him that's what makes me tear up like Listen, his love so for us speaking of we'll skip right on to verse uh let's go verse 49 mm-hmm and he's explaining, actually, verse 48, I'm sorry. So Matthew 26, verse 48, it says, Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Mm. And like that part, like it makes me choked up, even like reading it, because I'm like, Jesus not only was being literally betrayed in that moment and arrested by one of his closest friends but he even said friend do what you came to do Mm -hmm. like betray me like because i know this is just that doorway in for me dying for all of you and like saving you so he's like even though you're going to literally take the first step in putting me on the cross know that i'm still your friend Mm -hmm. and like that wrecked me like when i read that i just wrote i was like ugh the kindness of Jesus. Like how? Like I would have punched that guy in the face if he was like, hey there, bud. I would have been like, excuse me. I would have freaking like freaked out. But Jesus is so good. Like I just couldn't. I was like (sighs) wrecked by that. I was like, I can't even process that, you know? And right here in verse 56, the last portion of it, it says, then all the disciples left him and fled. And even though Jesus knew it was coming, what sorrow he must have felt in that moment. You know, when everyone he invested in and poured his entire, 
you know, like, belief and life into, like, explaining, I'm the son of God, and, like, pouring all of these parables and teaching them, they all just fled. Right. And they all said at the supper, I'm never going to leave you, Jesus. I would never abandon you. And they all left. And every one of them left. I can't. It, like, blows me away, man. But jumping over to, like, when he was arrested, the Pharisees, like, they're coming in and they're like, um, show us Jesus of Nazareth. And then he says, I am he. And then every single one of them standing on their feet. So they're like, like, say it again. Show us, like, uh, Jesus yeah. of Nazareth. And he's like, I am he. And every single one of them saw him and fell to their feet. Mm-hmm. And, like, he knew the pain that he was going to endure. Mm-hmm. And, like, he still was like, I am he. I am he. Like, he loves us so much that he was just like, this is me. And they all fell to their feet. And it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's like they... But when, like, they're, he's like, I am he, and then they walk up, and, like, they fall to their feet. To me, it's, like, the truth of who Jesus was. Yeah. Like, they couldn't handle that. Mm. And, like, now they're seeing that this is him, but they're still gonna crucify him and kill them, yeah. like, kill him. So, like, they're on their, like, yeah. knees now because they just... Right. They couldn't handle, like, the truth was just too much for them. So there was that, and then they yeah. jump over to Peter's first denial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, this homeboy. I swear, if I related to anybody, it's Peter. Right. I'm like that person that's all in. I'll walk in the water, and then oopsies, what's down there? And then I fall in the water, <laughs> have to get saved again, and then he's uh, like, "Oh no, Jesus, I'll never like, I'll never leave your side. I'm here for you." And Jesus is telling this guy to his face, like, "You're, you're going betray to betray me. me. You're going to do it." And Peter's like, "No, I'm not. Like, I'll even die for you." And I could just see the heart of Jesus in that moment, like just putting his arm around Peter and being like, "I love you." Right. Like, even though you don't even know what is about to happen and what tragedy is going to befall us, you're still that. Your heart is right, you know? And to me, it's like, he sees that in every single one of us. Like, the betrayal, like, we've all betrayed him. Yes. We've all... I mean, even to me, like, betrayal, like, betraying him is to the point where if I feel God telling me to go share his love on someone, and I'm like, no, they're gonna take it wrong to me. I'm like, okay, now I'm betraying him. Like, I'm too scared to show who I love. Yeah. And, like... That's just, like, a huge revelation. And he still cares. Like, he chooses us. He cares yeah. so much that, like, he can sit there and kiss us on the cheek and say, yeah. I still love you. Right. And we're going to start yeah, over. Yeah, friend. Just like, friend. friend. It's like, And we're uh... going to start over. And, like, every time that when... There were just so many times in the past. Now I'm like, I don't freaking care who... What anyone thinks. Like, yeah. you know? But, like, there were so many times, like, in the past, I would be at church and be terrified to walk up to someone who's at church, who's... Yeah. Literally seeking there to, there yeah. to feel this love. And I'd be like, mm, I've never met them. I'm not going to come up to them. And like every time I'd just be like, I just betrayed him yeah. the way Peter. Because mm-hmm. I'm like too scared. Yeah. I denied him. I'm too scared the way Peter was scared of his life because yeah. he could have died too. Right. You know? It's true. And at the end of that, it says, um, you know, at the very end, after he's denied him and everything, it says Peter went out and he wept bitterly. Mm-hmm. And it's like and he was like bitter at himself, at too. It's yes. Like, who yeah. am I to be selfish? Yeah. You know? It's so true. It's... Oh, and right after that, um... We're into us. I got, I got a little mad. I'm not even going to lie. Right <laughs> in the beginning in Matthew 27, 
like the very first, that first chunk where it says Jesus delivered to Pilate. I'm reading in the ESV, by the way. I don't even think I mentioned that. I'm reading in ESV and you're reading in NIV, right? Yeah. So Taylor, that's me. ESV, Lexi, NIV, just in case you're confused. Matthew but, uh, 27. Matthew 27, verse 1. It talks about when morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate, the governor. And to me, let me tell you why I got angry. I got angry because up in chapter 6, like around, I want to say verse 65, it's talking about how they were like, oh, see, like he just said blasphemy because he said he's the son of God and that he's going to tear the temple down and build it up again in three days. Like he said it himself and all this stuff. And to me, if we go back to that verse in 27, they're they're literally binding him up and delivering him and trying to put a council session together for blasphemy. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. So I was getting mad because I'm just like, my God doesn't deserve that. Of course, he never done, did anything wrong ever in his whole life. But as soon as that uh, verse ends, it goes to verse 3 where it talks about Judas again. And honestly, when I read this portion of scripture, my heart broke mm-hmm. for Judas because I was imagining myself in his shoes and the level of hopelessness that he felt So I'm just going to read it. It says in Matthew 27, verse 3, Then when Judas, his betrayer, saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple... He departed and he went and hanged himself. I like this version where it says remorse yeah. filled his heart. Mm. Like that word remorse. Because mm. it's like, I mean, we feel remor- remorse yeah. all the time, but remorse filled his heart. I mean, it broke my heart. And, and the <clears> fact <throat> that like he saw no other way out because mm-hmm. in all honesty, had he repented instead, Jesus would have forgiven him. Right. But immediately. He was scared to... But that's sometimes how we feel. And you may, the person listening to this, whoever you are, you may be feeling that in whatever area of your life. And, like, let me just say, like, you're not alone. Like, you do not have to just choose the way Judas did in this situation. That Jesus can forgive you. If he was willing to forgive Judas, because right when he betrayed him, what did he say? Oh, he didn't curse Judas when he betrayed him. He said, friend, do what you came to do. You know, and it's like Jesus would have had that heart that would have forgiven you immediately. So if you feel hopeless right now, that that isn't the answer. Right. That isn't it. It just it just broke my heart when I read that part. And then it goes on and it talks about how the crowd had the opportunity to choose between Barabbas, the murderer, right, or Jesus, the blasphemer. And the whole crowd was, was like, corrupted by the priests. Go to the murder. It literally like. says, where is it? Verse 20 in chapter 27 of Matthew. It says, now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to destroy Jesus. That makes me so angry and like, 
oh, like people, like this is us. This is literally like the reflection of humanity right there is that the chief priest could convince an entire crowd to put him to death. And even in verse 23, Pilate asks, what is he doing? Why? Like, why? (laughs) What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. The same people that welcomed him into the city that that Sunday before with palms on Palm Sunday, they were like, oh, Jehovah, like, welcome, like, praise be to him. Like, they're all shouting, let him be crucified. And Jesus is right there during all of this. So it's like, imagine, like, trying put yourself in that situation. I would have gone ham. I would have freaking started flipping right. tables like he did. I would have lost my mind. But this guy, it even says Jesus over and over again was silent. And the only person he really answered to was Pilate. And it's just, it's crazy to me. Like, just the wisdom and the self-control that Jesus had. Because even uh, if we go to the actual crucifixion, we just, we're skipping a lot, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're not, that's why I said, read it for yourself. Like, you definitely should. Um, But it talks about in Matthew 27 still, in verse 40, so the people that passed by him, all right, were also ridiculing Jesus when he was on the cross. And they kept saying, you who destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, then come down from your cross. Mm-hmm. And to me, that calls back to Matthew 5 when we read in our last podcast. And I didn't talk about it, but in Matthew 5, um, Satan, that's when he tempts Jesus and he's actually, I don't actually know if it's in Matthew five, but it's in that beginning portion of Matthew where Satan literally is telling him, then get down on your knees and worship me and I'll give you everything. Or if you would just kill yourself, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then save yourself, like prove to me who you are. And Jesus over and over again came back with scripture and he didn't give in to temptation. And I'm like, that's why, like God was preparing him for this moment. And then... <clears throat> we jump to him on the cross because yeah. yeah. I mean they go through like crowning him with the crown of thorns and like all that and then yeah. everyone's still screaming. I love that Pilate says to them like I can't move. Forward I wash my hands with I this. Wash my I'm hands. not. I can't move forward not with this. Like for it. you guys do this and then they turn back on. Well, crucify him. It's well and then like they were like it's not our responsibility like right. we can't do that they didn't give us the authority to do that right. so now it's like he has no choice but to crucify him and he's pretty much apologizing to jesus but he's like begging him like like say yeah. something do yes. something and jesus like is defend just like, yourself right and, and jesus like, is no. just like no like let's do this i like, know what i, I need do. to do right i or pilot he's like um you are king then so pretty much like you can like you can yeah. do anything, and he Jesus responds with, um, "You say that I am king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me, mm-hmm. and like, and then that's where Pilate comes back with like, what is truth, you know? And like to me, that's him asking. Like he's yeah. like, okay, I want to know the truth. Like what is truth? What is your yeah. like? I want to feel this love. Like and like you know, because he knows what he's about to follow through with, and like." Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, <clears throat> and then now everyone's just screaming, like, give us back Barabbas, like, right. they go back out, and they're like, give us back Barabbas, and you're just like, what the heck, like, I want Barabbas, <laughs> Barabbas. and you're like, <laughs> Say it wrong. really, right. you want him to keep killing you guys, <laughs> alright, right, but I just love, just that intimate moment with him and Pilate, where he's just yeah. like, so what is your truth, yeah. you know, and then they go on to beat him brutally, put a mm-hmm. crown of thorns on him, 
and then they make him walk and carry his cross, you know, and then he's up on the cross, and that's when those people are ridiculing him, saying, come on down from there, like, prove to us who you are, you know, and he, and, like, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders were also mocking him, and, like, that's what me and Lexi were talking about, how no matter who, who was up on that cross, those priests and those leaders should not have been mocking anybody, and that's just even for us to be weary of, like, who we cast judgment on, or, like, no matter how high up you are, like, Jesus was still kind, and he still, you know, he wouldn't mock anybody, and if he corrected, it was from a good heart, and his intentions were only so that you could be better, so make sure that when you are, you know, you think, like, oh, I'm not judging, I'm just correcting, that that's somebody who, you know, you're trying to actually help and bring out the potential in, you know, because that's crazy, just how those leaders were in such a high ranking and high position that they held so much authority that they could make a whole crowd want a murderer back on their streets, you know, that they're just standing there mocking him on a cross. Like, how low are you to do that? It's just crazy. So then we get into the death, and um, there's just the part where he's like, I'm thirsty, and then they... yeah lift up the sponge with wine mm-hmm. the sour wine and then he's like okay it is finished mm-hmm. and then that's when he dies and so then they go back and they're like okay we want to take every one take all the bodies down um before um our special sabbath like they didn't want to deal with it they wanted yeah. it down before the special sabbath and like i mean it just obviously so shows how like they're so they were selfish they only thought about like yeah. you know themselves and so when they go to take down all the bodies this was just a powerful moment for me they break their legs first, mm-hmm. and so to, like, make sure, like, they're yeah. done. And so they broke the two guys' legs next to him, but when they got to Jesus, he was dead, and he didn't have to break his legs, or they didn't have to break his legs. And um, John nineteen thirty six. these things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Yeah. And then in quotations, not one of his bones will be broken. And then another scripture says, they will look on the one who they have pierced. So it's like, mm. they don't have, like... It's just that fulfillment. Like, another promise that. of God. Right, and that's what it kept right saying that. Like, right. this is another prophecy from the Old Testament. Right. That's it just, boom, the whole it's fulfilled, thing, like boom, another, it's fulfilled. Like, it said this here, fulfilled. And I think that that was in, um, I want to say it was in Exodus, where they were, Exodus, um, I don't know. Where, yeah, the one that's like, he was pierced for your transgressions yeah. Exodus stuff. 12, I think it was in, yeah. where they were like, I that was like the promise know. of God. Like, his legs, like... They will not be broken, and, like, they will look up upon, like, they mm-hmm. pierced him, and now they're going to feel that, like, it's so man, good. you know? And it's just and another love, promise. Like, I just... I love that. And I love the moment <laughs> where the temple is torn down. Like, there's a giant earthquake mm-hmm. right after he dies, and yeah. the temple is broken, and mm-hmm. the veil is torn. So the veil was actually what led into their Holy of Holies for, um those priests and everything and you couldn't go in there unless you were sanctified and um unless you were like you know the perfect and like you didn't have anything on you or so yeah you couldn't actually go into that room unless you were sanctified and so because that veil was torn that was like signifying now his presence is everywhere and that we don't need to be a certain way this version where it says it is finished my bride and then yeah. he dies in the earthquake and then like they talk about the it's veil crazy. being torn and it's just like 
It's so good. And then I love in uh, Matthew 27, verse 54, when the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And so that that's crazy to me. That Can you imagine that feeling of just having murdered brutally somebody you really thought was just a crazy guy Mm -hmm. and then boom everything he said that was going to happen happens and you get overwhelmed with this feeling of this was the son of god so when it was evening there came a rich man named joseph who was also a disciple of jesus and so they took care of jesus's body and how they buried him and they made sure that it was taken care of the correct way but so what's crazy is uh, the Pharisees went to Pilate and said, we remember how that imposter said he was going to rise from the dead after three days. Well, let's make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So then they sealed the tomb. They put guards in front of it and they made sure there was no way that Jesus could be stolen or, you know, like anything like that could happen where his disciples could say he was risen, but really they just stole his body. Right. Um, and trust me, those soldiers, if you did the wrong thing, they were not afraid to kill you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like these soldiers that were guarding the tomb were guarding the tomb. And then, uh, was it Mary? Yeah. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb to go see Jesus. And then an angel came, there was a giant earthquake And they said, like the angel said to them, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified, but he is not here for he is risen. And he said, come see the place where he lay. They said, go tell the disciples quickly. And like, this is where we're going to meet him and all this stuff. So like, can you imagine going to see a dead body and an angel appears and tells you he's risen? Like this is that Saturday, that moment of just utter doubt in like a low moment and you're going to see your savior so like they're grief stricken and then boom this angel's like he's alive and you're like whoa what like this is crazy like i can't imagine that moment you know and just jesus being raised from the dead and and it what blew my mind okay listen to me matthew 28 verse 14 says This is crazy. Actually, let's go to verse 13. I'm sorry. And they said, tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. That's what the Pharisees told the soldiers. And it says, so the soldiers took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. So that's what they believe happened because the Pharisees made it happen. They paid them off and they were like, go tell everybody that the disciples just went crazy and stole his body while we were asleep. Wow. That's crazy. That blew my mind. And I love, um, then it goes, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then in verse 19 it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
And I love that. I was like, man, behold, I am with you. I was like, A, flipping men, especially right now. Like, we need to be reminded of that, you know? This is when he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, teach, you teach people that they are forgiven, and you tell them that they're forgiven. And if you mm-hmm. don't tell them that they're forgiven, like, John twenty twenty three. If you forgive their, anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. And, like, in um, this version, it says, um, like, they will remain guilty. Like, if you don't, like, let them know, mm. like, I love yeah. I love you. Like, your sins are forgiven. Like, everything's been wiped clean. Um, and if you don't, like, they'll never be forgiven. I don't know. It's just a huge conviction just to remind everyone of his love. And, like, we're now here to spread that Yeah. they're forgiven. And, right. And, like, then that just brings me right back to the part where, like, you just, you're scared to walk up to someone and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I love you. Like, let's yeah. talk, you know? And so it just reminds, it just convicts me all over again. Like, every opportunity, there's an opportunity every single time you meet someone yeah to let them know mm-hmm. like the truth and it's like never take any of those moments for granted right you know it's so good the mm-hmm. whole story like it's not even a story the whole just like retelling of what happened right. in every gospel is amazing and that's what you have to read every one of them mm-hmm. to piece together the entire story and there's so much that goes with it. And we really were just skipping around, well, like, I mean, saying we, our favorite parts well, of it, Well, I haven't even you know? gotten to my favorite part. She hasn't even gotten to her favorite <laughs> part My yet. favorite part. Oh, they were all, like, such good parts yeah. and, like, such, like, huge um, revelations of things. But, like, my all-time favorite is yeah. um, John 21, where he's, go on the, he's on the boat. He appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. So he's there with all of his, like, he's back... At the boat mm-hmm. with his disciples. The same exact disciples that were fishing when he met Peter, obviously. And they couldn't catch any fish. Mm-hmm. And he was like, throw the net out of the boat. And I then they that. threw the net out. And then, like, they caught all the fish. Well, now we're here again, dealing with the same exact problem. They, it's the same exact uh, people. They can't catch any fish. And he walks up to them and he says... Ugh, um, oh, I love this part. It makes uh, me want to cry. Yeah. He, he walked, oh, wait, wait, can I read it in my translation? Yeah, you read it in yours, but oh, I want to point out gosh. some words. Um, so for me, in John 21, verse 3, it says, Simon Peter said to the other disciples, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet his disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they answered him, no. Oh, it makes you want to cry. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. So if you look at that scripture, that is the same exact Exact scripture of what happens. It was in where he meets Peter at the boat. It's the same exact story. And like I heard the sermon once and it was like... Talked about this story, and to me, it just reminds me he gave Peter the opportunity to re walk through that door mm-hmm. to re realize who he was, and he was there to forgive Peter, you know, and let Peter know that you are forgiven. And to me, it's like we have every opportunity, I have every opportunity, I could walk in this room and screw up, but I have complete opportunity to walk out, walk right back through that door, and start over. And, like, Mm. in that moment, that's just, to me, it's, like, God wasn't finished with what he was doing with Peter. And, like, in your guys' lives, like, God is not finished with with what he's doing in the room. 
like, at all. So it's like, you could have screwed up. You could have gotten into a huge fight with someone. I mean, any type of sin. (laughs) I can't even think of any. But it's like, you have full opportunity to be like, Jesus, forgive me. And you can re-enter that room. And, like, right there that in that scripture, he was giving Peter the full, like, opportunity to re-enter the room. Mm-hmm. And it's word for word the same exact scripture of how he met Peter. They didn't know who he was. He said, cast it out to the right side of the boat. They doubted it at first, but they cast it out, and then mm-hmm. they bring the fish, and, like, they just re-entered the room. I love it. And, and like, my, I think the exact moment when Peter did that, when mm-hmm. he re-entered the room, was it talks about um, right after all of this, in verse 7, right at the end, it says, When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer, outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. So to me, that's like immediately when he knew it was Jesus, he jumped in the water and swam for shore to go see Jesus. And everybody else got in the boat, they fixed the fish, and then they came back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just imagining that moment. Like, I'm sure Peter made it to shore. I'm sure he had a conversation with Jesus, like what happened in that moment, you know, when he re-entered that relationship with God and like that apology and that, you know, like what happened in that moment. And to me, it's like if they would not have re-entered that room, if they would have been like, no, like they haven't caught anything, what would have happened in that story? You know, Mm -hmm. just that doubt um, and like, again, rejection. And like, it just always reminds me that a small Mm -hmm. adjustment can save you from a large accident right like just one uh, like i mean with me and my mom me and my mom fight all the time we are the same exact human being we <laughs> dealt with the same exact things Two AT in our life i will share that in another podcast like like we from our childhood on it's crazy how identical our lives were but it's like um so we butt heads because we're like the same person and i kind of figure like you know but um every time we get into an argument i leave the room yeah because I have to now go put myself together and be like, okay, I may have been right, I may have been wrong, give or take the situation, but I always re-enter the room and apologize. Yeah. And if, what if I don't re what if our relationship would be so much worse if I didn't re-enter that room? Right, with a with new, a new attitude. attitude. Yeah. And that's why it's like a small adjustment can save you from a huge disaster. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's just so... It's so good. And don't be afraid right. to re-enter don't be the afraid. room. And, like, yeah. I, I mean, at the beginning, I hate confrontation. I hate apologizing. Like, I hate... Yeah. It's so... To me, it's awkward, and I hate feeling awkward. Because <laughs> it's like, man, I just screwed up, and now yeah. i got to go, like, confront this person and apologize. And I, I hate it. Like, I just always hide my face. If you ever catching catch me, like, putting my hair in front of my face, I'm probably embarrassed. And, like, yeah. I don't want to make eye contact. And, like, it's like... We'll get to that. But anyways, I... I hate it, and so it's, like, it's hard, and you just can't be afraid, and, like, sometimes it would take me, when I lived at home, five or six hours to re-enter the room, Yeah. but you know what? You did. I did, every single time, and if there, I think there might have been one or two times that I just went to bed and never re-entered that, and I think those times that I never re-entered it, it's something that, like, we just finished dealing with, like, two years later, you know? Yeah. And it was, like that small adjustment that I chose not to take created a bigger disaster, mm-hmm. you know? And I couldn't give you an example. I mean, like I said, me and my mom are the yeah. same person. We love each other to death, but, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, that was just an example. It could be with anyone re-entering the room with any human being. I mean, I'm sure me and you have, pro- I don't know, we never fight. We don't even fight, so no. it's like, but like, you know, and so 
I just, lately I've been challenging myself along with, like, the, if I, my hair's ever, I keep my hair behind my ears now. And, like, anytime I feel awkward, my first, like, thing I want to do is, like, pull it from behind my ears and Taylor can see me, mm-hmm. but, like, do this exact movement and, like, make sure no one can, like, see my eyes and stuff. And, like, I, um, I don't even do it anymore. Because every time I go to do it, something convicts me. And I don't know what started that conviction, but something convicted me, convicts me every time saying, you're not confronting your issue you're not confronting your feelings yeah, you don't you're holding hide. back yeah. you're hiding and you're holding back in my whole life ever since I could ever remember as a little girl I remember putting my hair in front of my face mm-hmm. I remember having like bangs not bangs across your forehead but like the side bangs so that they purposely could fall in front of my eyes yeah so that no one could see me mm-hmm. and it was like and so like now it's like a huge thing for me it's like I am not holding back anymore, you know? That's awesome. And that's something that, like, happened a month ago where it's, like, I don't do that anymore, but... You're doing it. Put it back. <laughs> no, like, I just did it. She <laughs> did it again. I was like, no. <laughs> but it's, like, Ugh. just re-entering. It's man. so good, And that man. whole story in John 21 just always reminds me that, like, I can always re-enter the room, and he will always forgive me. And I don't take that for, like, granted, but, you know, yeah. it's, like, no matter what I do, his love... Like, who am I to deserve his love? Right. Which chokes me up. It's like mm-hmm. when I was reading um, the part about in John 18, it was like he chose me and who am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, when he was sitting there, he was uh, John 18, 11. We'll jump back one more time. It, there was a verse word for word. It said um, Jesus commanded to Peter. So this is when um, Peter pulls out his sword and he like strikes mm. one of the servants and he says, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the father has given me? And I don't, and like right there, put your sword away. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he was thinking about every single one of us mm-hmm. because that could have started a fight and been worse. Or, but he was like, no, we're going to go through this and I'm going to die on the cross. Yeah. But his disciples were like, we're going to fight for you. Yeah. Like, but it was like, or he pulled that sword out and he was like, no. Like, and so to me, it's like, who am I to be selfish? Who am I to be mm-hmm. like, it's just his love is just, that's where it choked me up right there yeah. when he said, put your sword away. He's just so good. He loves us that much that he literally walked into death. Right. Walked into death. Like, man. Took the, took the keys <laughs> right out of hell, came back, and now we have a way, you know. Right. He gave us freedom and hope and it's just, it's so good. And so maybe you've never read that story before. Maybe you don't actually know why we celebrate Easter, that's why. That exact reason, because Jesus rose from the dead, is exactly why we do that. And maybe you know it and you've heard it your entire life. Let me just say, rereading it today, I was Rereading it today, I was like, 1811, I've never gotten choked up on that. I've always just read right past it. And then like... Right, like I got choked up over the part with Judas and I'm like, ugh, he called him friend. I never got choked up over that, but I reread it today for like probably the 500th time. Right. And it, like, I teared up. And that's the beautiful thing of the word is that every time you read it, he's going to show you something that's new. So don't just assume it's going to be as it was. Like, dive into it with a new mindset and a new perspective and say, Jesus, show me what you want me to see and just speak to me right now. And he will. Because there's things that he knows where you're at in your heart. Yeah. And he's only going to reveal the things that your heart needs. It's so good. I love it so much. So... We're just encouraging you right now. Your challenge, ooh, challenge time, time. (laughs) is read the story of Jesus's crucifixion and his resurrection in whatever version or translation or chapter you would like or 
what is it, book, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, whatever you'd prefer, like, just go read it right after this podcast or whenever you're free to. Um, but yeah, just go ahead and read that and yeah, enjoy DM Easter. Us on our Instagram, yes, like DM what you us. got out of it. What was your favorite verse? Um, yeah, we want to know. We're telling you, we want to know. We want to know. Re-enter <laughs> our DM. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like we just really hope that uh, no matter what in between you may feel like you're in, that you just trust God and you you have faith that whatever it is, He's gonna get you out of that. He's gonna resurrect it. Whatever dead thing you're looking at, like. He's got it under control, and he's the one that's going to bring it back to life. As soon as I started saying that, though, I want to point out the sun came out. Literally, look at the sun. Oh, wow. Did it not come out? (laughs) The sun is out right now. How strange. It's literally been stormy until right there. Wow. So we also just launched our Instagram, and we just put up the first podcast, and right now... We've got so many notifications and so many things going on. And we just want to say thank you so much for making that first episode so awesome and just, um, you know, reaching out to us. We really, really, really appreciate it because we don't deserve any of this at all. And we're doing this for you guys because this is such a cool thing for us to do and just have a conversation Mm -hmm. and be able to share what's on our heart and, you know, the word of God, which is just amazing. So we really appreciate it, and uh, we hope that you listen again and again. And again. And again. <laughs> share with your friends. Yes, share with your buddy. Leave us a review on Apple. You can't do it on Spotify, but you can do it on Apple. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Send us a DM. We'd love to hear who you are, where you're from, your favorite Everything. color. Your bobs and flops. Your bobs and flops. What you've been reading. If you like, need prayer, yes. like, DM us. Like, we're here for you. Yeah, you know? we want to engage with you and... Like, let's build a community online, even though we can't get together physically. Like, we want to online. And, uh, yeah, we just love you. And we're so grateful that you took the time to listen to this. And we hope you have a fantastic Easter. And if Easter already happened, we hope you have a great rest of your week, your month, your year, your entire life. We hope it's awesome. Thank Uh, you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.